You're listening to the Staffing and Recruiter Training Podcast, hosted by industry expert, speaker, and sales trainer, Scott Love. Hey, this is Scott Love, and thanks for joining me on another episode of the Staffing and Recruiter Training Podcast. Glad I can be along the ride, or if you're out in the gym, uh, that I'm with you at the gym. You know, turn your commute into a shorter commute by putting content in your ears, whether it's this podcast or other sales ones, or any sort of audiobook you can get your hands on. Now, the one thing I'm going to talk about today is, I think, one of the most critical strategy issues that most search firms and staffing agencies really need to figure out. In fact, many of them have not figured this out. Uh, From my experience in coaching and consulting to numerous firms, they are only about two degrees away from hitting a gold mine. The only problem is that if we are in Norfolk, Virginia, and if we are to set sail on a course, and we're only one degree off the course by the time we cross the Atlantic, we arrive at a totally separate continent other than what our primary destination was. That's why strategy is so critical. I believe that there are three components of strategy. What industry are you working in? What function and what level of the function? And then also what geographic region? That's it. There's only three main indicators that you need to pay attention to. Whether you're doing temp staffing or contract or direct hire or executive search or retainer search, those are the things that you need to pay attention to. I always teach people that you need to have a mantra. More business, better business, and all the business. You want to get more business. Well, come on, that's obvious. I know that. I know that I need to get more business. Well, why is that? I believe that we are one natural or man-made disaster away from the world going topsy-turvy. I mean, good grief, the election is making that happen anyways. We don't know what's going to happen in the future. Well, after 9-11, when all the planes went in the building, our world changed. And if you were in the industry back then, you saw it as well as I did. In January of 2002, I made a decision that I'm going to tighten up my performance. I'm going to tighten up my strategy. I knew that the pie was not as big as it had been before, but it was still there. I had to be just a little bit better than all of my competitors. I didn't need to be 10 times as good. If you look at a race, the horse or the car that wins it, wins it by just a nose, not by half a lap. So that year, I made some decisions. I'm going to tighten up my performance. I'm going to follow through and execute on client development truths and principles that I knew to be true. I just never put them in place. And I'm going to do everything I can to find those pockets of opportunity. And at the end of 2002, it was one of my best years ever. At the end of that year, that's when I decided to take everything I knew and put it in a system and take it on the road. And that was the birth of my training company. To this date, over 4,500 firms, not just individuals, but companies within the staffing and recruiting industry have invested in my systems because I teach it not based on my personality, but based on a template, based on a model that's proven to work. It's exciting for me to go into an office and spend two days helping the leadership understand what they've got their hands on. I've seen new search firms especially that are at a dangerous spot. They start seeing, well, the clients aren't paying them as quick as they thought. So they're starting to train their clients that it's okay to slow pay them. Now they're having to give discounts to get paid on the placement that happened 90 days ago. And the next thing you know, now they're in a cash flow dilemma. Now they're reacting and then their recruiters are leaving because they're not getting paid commissions. And I've seen all that happen. I always tell some firms, consider me your tether to the future. I've been there. I've swung the bat harder and faster and more frequently than most people. I've failed 
most times, and I've won, and I've had some nice home runs. You don't need a lot of hits. You just need a few nice ones. And I'm able to translate that, synthesize that data, distill it, and bring it in a replicable step-by-step -step system of teaching people the business. And that concept, more business, better business, and all the business, is one of the things that I make sure people understand. Whenever I talk about client development, I talk about understanding strategy. What industry are you working in? What function and at what level and what geographic region? Some people, their primary focus is not an industry, it's a function. We do marketing. What are the two or three verticals that you recruit in where the candidates are fungible? I was doing a coaching call with somebody the other day, an experienced recruiter, and really helping him understand that strategy is critical. This is something I spend a lot of time working on. Even if somebody's been in the business a long time, I'll, I'll put it to you this way. I can solve anybody's problems except for my own. I hire people to tell me and show me where my strengths are, where my weaknesses are, because sometimes I can't see them in myself. And it's like you having a friend that's looking at you and telling you what your appearance looks like. You can only see so much. When people hire me to coach them, we go all the way to the top, baby. And it's very exciting. The mantra, more business, better business, and all the business. Let me tell you about that in just a second. But first, mark your calendars, April 29th. I'm doing a one-day seminar just for experienced recruiters in Washington, D.C. Now, today's date is March 16th. As of this date, there are three people that have already registered, and I only have seven seats available. I talked to somebody else this morning, and I think he's going to come as well. If you're interested, all the information is on my website, Great Recruiter Training. Look on the live seminars link. And also, if you're a member of Recruiter VT or the Coaching Club, there's a $200 discount available to you. Sign up today. It's going to be a good time. Come in Thursday night, the night before. We're going to have dinner at Old Ebbett Grill, downtown Washington, D.C. The next day, breakfast and lunch are on me. It's going to be at the City Club in downtown Washington, D.C. Spend the weekend. I'll give you the scoop on what the great museums are that are close by. Bring your whole family. It's going to be a good time. I promise you, this will be a life-changing seminar. It also includes one full hour of coaching. I do a lot of coaching, mostly with successful recruiters that want to get to a whole new level. But like I said, all the information is there on the website. Look on the live seminars link on the website, greatrecruitertraining.com, and sign up today. Now let's finish talking about this strategy. More business, better business, and all the business. You want to get more business because I think it's probably a good idea for you to lose the bottom 10% every year. Those are the companies that don't respect you. They don't take your advice. They don't pay you on time. They don't give you immediate feedback when they talk with your candidates. They don't let you make the offer. And of course, sometimes they don't even tell you when the offer is coming, so the candidate has time to just want to think about it and talk to his employer. Good grief. When I first started in the business, I heard a phrase called candidate control and client control. And I soon learned that there's no such thing. You can't control candidates. You can't control clients. What can you do? You can influence them. This is why when I teach it, I talk about the principles of influence from Dr. Robert Cialdini and how it translates specifically into executive search and staffing. I can't control you, but I can influence you. I can control myself. I can manage what I think about, what I say, what I do, manage my emotions. I have total and complete control over that. What I have zero control over is other people. So if you've heard that phrase, candidate control and client control, it is a misnomer. It's candidate influence, or more specifically, candidate leadership and client leadership. In the profession of sales, it's our job to make decisions with which other people agree and move them forward. One of the things my manager taught me, Jim Vockley, one of the most professional executives in the search industry, 
he would always challenge me. Challenge me to find out what's going to happen next and when at each phase of the process. After the interview took place, well, it went well. Well, who's going to call who after the meeting? Well, I don't know. What do you mean you don't know? Well, they didn't say. What do you mean they didn't say? Well, I didn't ask. Go back and find out. We can influence people. We can't make anybody do anything. But what we can do is ask questions, find out what their intrinsic motivations are, and attach our cart to that horse. Let's find out where they want to go, and we're going to let that intrinsic motivation guide the whole process. Whether you're selling, temp staffing services, contract, IT, executive search services, or you're recruiting candidates. Whether they're temp in a transition or executive search where we're trying to extricate them from companies where they're relatively happy. It's all about how do I get you to do what I want you to do and have you thank me for that at the end of the process. Once you take these concepts and you really understand these, you will see a marked difference in how much easier your business is. I really believe this, that when you are working the business the way it should be done, it's going to flow for you. You're going to go to bed Friday night relaxed and tired and looking at your week and saying, I had a very good week, and I know exactly what I'm going to accomplish next week, and I know exactly what my schedule looks like Monday, and I know exactly what my two or three outcomes are for the week. So you don't have to think about it on the weekends. And when you go to bed Sunday night, I promise you, you will have a hard time going to sleep because you are excited about Monday. Things will flow for you. Things need to be at the state of where they're just about manageable. When you have a proactive sense of client development, and you pick and choose which clients that you want. Now you've got these choice assignments, so now it's going to be more compelling for candidates, and the clients are more responsive. I promise you, you will make more placements. Now, there's an interesting concept. If I am 30 seconds late to the Blue Line, I work in downtown D.C., and I take the Blue Line home. It's about a 13-minute ride to my house on the Blue Line metro from Farragut West to Crystal City. If I am about 30 seconds late to catching that train. You know, I show up and I see it just pull away. It's going to be about another 11 minutes for me to get that next train. If I had only been there 30 seconds, 35 seconds earlier, I would be home for dinner on time. If you are just a little bit sharper, I'm not talking about twice as much. Some of you are just a few feet away from striking it rich in recruiting. There are some people I've, they've told me about their practice and I'm like, you are sitting on a gold mine and you don't even know it. They are just, they don't, and they don't even know it. And that's a sad thing is that I've talked to a lot of firms. They think their people are producing. They think they're doing well. What's your per desk average? Well, when I hear it like that, well, then I know, no, you don't know. That means you're not managing the metrics that you need to, to get people producing at the level that they need to produce that. Come on, quit playing games. You gotta tighten up your performance. You gotta get serious about this. This is not a dress rehearsal. This is not practice. This is the real deal. If you don't take it seriously, the people that work for you won't either. And the sad thing is, like I said, some people just can't see it. Client development, more business. We want to lose the bottom 10%. The only way we can do that is by getting new clients in. And then we can pick and choose better business. Those companies that give us higher fees, I believe that in your development of your practice, of your desk, you should start climbing the ladder to where you're getting higher level fees.
better business, higher fees, higher percentages, higher salaries. And at that higher level, they, you know what, you know what? They don't play games. They don't take counter offers. They're more apt to give referrals. They're more noticeable. Every once in a while, you get a no click. I'm really busy. I don't have time to talk to you. Click. Don't worry about it. I used to get all upset. Don't you know who I am? I'm going to call you back. You hung up on me. I think we got disconnected. Now I don't do that. I'm like, next. That's a no click. I can't control it. It's, I got the answer, the answer, the information I wanted to know. I'm going to the next person. Better business, better opportunities, higher level searches, higher fees, more responsiveness from the clients. When they have their board of directors meeting, you want them to talk about you at that meeting because now you have all the business from that client. You want that client to work with you and only you. Now, this is something that can take some time after they've seen you make several placements fly out to their office. If you're not doing face-to-face, you're missing, missing out on the new social network. I promise you this. The, the way recruiting is evolving, the irony, the deep irony, is that it's not all clicky-clicky anymore, uh, electronic recruiting, except in certain niches like IT. But even then, there was an IT firm three years ago up in Newark. They said, we want to bring you in to teach our people basic people skills over the telephone. Uh, they were firm. The owner was from India. He had another office in India with a team full of recruiters. So I had them on video and Skype and the people in Newark, and I was training both of them talking about this is what you say. This is how you overcome objections. This is how you bring the walls down and build trust and rapport and ask questions that move things forward. And I thought at the end of that session, this is someone that's ahead of his time. This is three years ago. He said, I believe that if we teach our people basic people skills, we will give our firm a unique competitive advantage over all the other clicky, clicky recruiting firms. It's the same thing with face-to-face -face in your client's office. The very first time I ever flew out to meet with a client years ago, I met with some of the candidates that I'd placed, people I'd never even met before but I'd talked to. And you know what it's like when you meet someone, you have a picture in their mind, what they look like, and you meet them, and it's totally different. But that was really cool to meet them, spend time with my client. I spent the whole day spent time with the CFO, with the founder, with the chief operating officer, with the president, with some of the other people within the company. And while I was there, at the end of the day, uh, my primary point of contact, the president, uh, said, we really appreciate it. By the way, when you were here, two search firms called us today trying to get our business, and we said we're working with you because you took the time to come and see us. And from that point on, I work with them on a retainer basis. My friend, you can do this also. If you don't have that kind of relationship with your clients, you need to come to the seminar. If it's all filled up, consider hiring me for coaching. And I'm not trying to turn this into a pitch, but my goodness, I know what I can do for people, and I want to do that for you also. So pardon me, forgive me, please, if I sound uh, too enthusiastic about this, but I've seen firsthand with my own eyes what happens when I work with people close and take them to a whole new level, and that's what I want to do for you. The information's on my site. Look in the private coaching link. Let me share one final piece of information with you about client development. You need to look at those variables that contribute to your success and come up with ways to measure those. Here's an example. I was talking with a million-dollar producer today this morning about working with him. And we're talking about the business, and he said, you know, I want to get to a, a whole new level. I want to grow what I can do. I talked about some ideas for leverage. He said, I've hired some recruiters, and they just didn't work out. And, and I said, well, how would you do it? I said, well, I hired them. They do the candidate side, then the client side, and... Uh, they try to manage the deals. And I said, well, do this. When you hire people, I recommended hire some junior people right out of college that are still in learning mode and don't give them the whole 
system, have them just do one part of that. And don't compensate them based on the percentage of the deal. I said one advice I gave to a client, a big international staffing firm that had a direct hire division up in Canada, the executive created a separate division and it was kind of a beta test. And he hired entry-level uh, recent graduates, set, set up a separate division within his staffing firm. And the only thing they were going to do was make calls to candidates and try to get candidates to send their resumes, you know, put them in the process. And instead of paying them a percentage of the deal, pay them based on the work that you want to see, the result. Pay them based on, for each person that you talk to, you're going to get $10, and if you get them to send the resume, you're going to get $30. Talk about a motivated workforce. They had much more candidate flow than they'd ever had. Their margins were expanded because they didn't have to pay based on commissions. The people that were doing the work were incentivized motivated and they saw success early on. They didn't get burned out. They didn't care if the placement was made or not. Their comp wasn't tied to it. Their comp was on doing the work that they were assigned to do and everybody was happy. If you want to grow your firm, look at those variables that contribute the most. Is it the candidate flow? Is it the client side of the relationship? Identify what variables contribute the most to your success Different firms have different priorities. There's nuance associated with each type of search firm and staffing agency out there. Some of them have a client-facing niche, a client-facing practice. Others have a candidate-facing practice. What are those variables that have the highest value? And how can you increase those? Is it more clients? Is it higher fees? Is it more placements? Is it more candidates? Look at ways you can increase those. Let's just say it's on the candidate side. Uh, there's a concept called throughput. Widgets per hour. Do you want to double your income? If the candidate side is the key contributing factor to your success as a recruiter, let me tell you how you can double your income. Jay Abraham talks about it like this. Double your revenue, do these three things. Number one, increase your value by 25%. Number two, increase the number of clients that work with you by 25%. Number three, increase the frequency that those companies purchase from you by 25%. And if you do those three things, you've doubled your revenue. Let's take that same concept and apply it to candidate flow. Increase the amount of time you spend on the phone by 25%. If you're spending four hours of phone time, add an extra hour. Add an extra hour? What, am I, what are you talking about? Well, come in 15 minutes early. Stay 15 minutes later. Reclaim 15 minutes of goof-off time in the morning and reclaim 15 minutes of goof-off time in the afternoon. Boom, there's your hour. So that's the first thing you do. The second thing you do, you increase your throughput by 25%. Throughput, widgets per hour, number of candidates per hour. If you're talking to four people per hour, see if you can squeeze out one more phone call per hour. That's a 25% increase. Now, when I first started consulting, because I used to be a management consultant in the Navy, and I studied Deming management methods, statistical process control, and a lot of that came with me when I started consulting to search firms. I'd been to offices that would measure everything, except they wouldn't measure throughput, number of candidates reached per hour. So I came up with the telephone discipline tool. It's on the freebies page. It's a free tool. There's free videos that show you how to use it. I promise you, if you use that tool, for a week, you will use it for the rest of your life. 
That tool acts as a focusing agent. And what it does, it helps you to reach 25% more people per hour because all we're doing is paying attention to how we're measuring our time, what number of people that we're reaching. So number one, we've increased our time by 25%. Number two, we've increased the number of people we reach per hour by 25%. And number three, we're going to increase our conversions by 25%. You want to pay attention to learning how to turn a no into a yes when you're talking to your candidates. Keep track of that. That's one of the metrics that the telephone tool, telephone discipline tool gives you to measure. If you do those three things, you've doubled your candidate flow, my friends. If that is the most important variable to your success, that's where you need to focus. If it's on the client side, get really good at these three things. Number one, negotiation. Number two, building trust. And number three, advisory work. So no matter where you are in the development of your practice, whether you're a rookie, less than two years, you're intermediate, maybe two to seven years or advanced beyond seven, eight, nine, ten years, and you're starting to build. Always pay attention to what's in front of you and what's behind you. What's behind you? Your successes, your learning experiences. Think of those achievements and replay those in your mind over and over again. Be aware of deficits in your character and also in your execution. And pay attention to that. Don't neglect it. When you fail, that's the best time to learn because you're too busy trying to pay attention. If you're making many placements, you're counting checks, you're, not, you're popping champagne corks, you're not paying attention to how you can get better. Pay attention to those things that are right behind you and those things that are right in front of you. Always ask yourself, what's that one thing I need to focus on that contributes most to my success? The book, The One Thing I'd Recommend, written by the founder of Keller Williams. And the final recommendation I'm going to give to you is to get a journal and ask yourself questions such as, what are my strengths? What are my weaknesses? If you've listened to some of the past podcasts, I've talked about that. If you haven't done that, I'm going to challenge you to do that. When you have to make strategic decisions about where you're going on your desk, the journal is the best place to start. Thanks for listening, everybody. We'll check in with you next time. Probably in about two or three weeks, I'll have another podcast. And if you have any questions about this, if there's any sort of topic you want me to bring up on the podcast, let me know. Feel free to look at the coaching club for $97 a month. I do a weekly group coaching call every Monday at 1 o'clock. I've had that since 2009. I have some of the original members that started with me and that are on that call every week. I do about 15 minutes of training, and then you can ask me anything you want during that time. If you want something a little bit more high-touch, email me, scott at scottlove.com and we'll have a conversation about my one-on-one coaching. And like I said, April 29th, sign up today. I'll see you in Washington, D.C. Thanks for listening, everybody, and we'll talk with you next time.